Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with our fearless explorer of all things faith, religion, and life, my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Good morning, Irish. At first, I didn't know who, I thought we were having somebody else on. So, wow, I didn't know you were talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, I was talking about you, Father Len. You have. If you've ever ever driven with me, when people get in the car, I have to tell them, listen, at some point, I will be pulling a U turn. I don't know when, but I do know. (laughs) Do you you pull the U turn on purpose, or is it just kind of instinctive? No, I always get, I'm kind of terrible at find, like if I had to find my way to your house, at some point I will be pulling a U-turn. <laughs> well, don't you use the, the uh, GPS navigation in your car? Well, with a lot of these subdivisions that are new around here, they don't work. So, That's true. That's um, true. So. All right. Well, anyway, so Father Len, we decided we, we start out with kind of a happy uh, note and uh, kind of lighthearted stuff here. We, we decided today we were going to talk about death. I know it's something lots of people shy away from for all kinds of different reasons. We'll promise you that our conversation won't be morbid. We're going to explore the power and importance of death in life, living a healthy, happy, and holy life. So, Father Lynn, let's get started. Great. So I want to start off with a story of uh, some parishioner's relative who she had a severe drinking problem her now, and her do husband you, do you have permission to tell this story father Lynn? and no but i'm not i'm not going to use anybody's names oh so. good okay okay i just wanted to i wanted to save you from some criticism down the road here <laughs> so she is dying at the hospital right and she's dying because the doctor had told her if you drink again It will kill you. Your liver can't handle this. But her and her husband, you know, they have that addiction. And so anyhow, she does drink again. She's sent to the hospital. She's in ICU and she's literally dying at this point. The whole family has been called there. She's in the midst of getting anointed and she wakes up and she looks at, it was a different priest, but looks at the priest and the family and she says, what the hell? Is somebody dying here? <laughs> the priest has to say, he's a very serious type, but he literally has to say, yes, you're dying. <laughs> yeah, it's you. But she was shocked, even though the doctor had told her, even though she had been sent to the hospital before, she was literally dying and she didn't even realize it. And she'd been warned several times before. But the same denial about death is the same denial that she had in everything else in her life that was killing her. And I find people the same thing. People who deny death also carry that denial into everything else that is killing them. And one of the reasons why I dislike the gospel prosperity, you know, that's a gospel that says, if you're good, God gives you stuff and health. It's a form of denialism. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to die to any of your faults. You don't have to join in Christ's way of the cross. You just accept Jesus and everything will stay the same. And the, you know, the gift bags just keep coming. I'd say that's, that's delusion and denial. 
It it really is. And but I believe to get to happy and holy, you have to do a lot of funerals. And I know that sounds strange, but you have to do a lot of funerals. And there's a saying that change is easy, transitions are hard. That every every change in life has a death. Every step forward has a loss. Even the Bible, right from the beginning, Adam has to die to be reborn as a human being. And then he's ready to be part of a community. So every sacrament has a death. It celebrates a loss. Like marriage has a loss of just thinking about yourself. Once you get married, you have to think of two and three and then four and maybe five. But what would happen if you got married and you didn't want to change your life? What would happen if you're a parent and just for a moment you stop thinking about being a father or a mother? You know, you'd lose the child somewhere. And worse, somebody else would end up raising your child. So people, they do want change. They want more love. They want more compassion. They want to find the love of their life. But what they hate is transition. So like I've known, and I'm sure you have, people get married and they do love each other and they want to change, but they can't make the transition of dying to their former way of life. So no matter what it is, even every good thing has a death. Marriage, having a baby, winning the lottery, it all has a loss to it. And the really good people can celebrate a funeral. So I, Father Len, what's the lo- what's the death when you win the lottery? Explain that one for me. I don't know whether anybody, most people would understand what that death entails when they inherit millions somehow out of nowhere. So they, they, they have this TV show. I've never really watched it, but I've seen this sum up of it is uh, I won the lottery and it ruined my life. <laughs> I haven't seen that show. You know, you suddenly have all this money and people come out of the woodwork and they're using you or, you know, money in a way is steroids for your worst vices. Yep. You know, with millions of dollars to spend, sometimes it just accelerates every bad vice that you have and it ends up ruining your life. So, yeah, it sounds marriage would be great or having a baby would be great, but all those invite a loss. And it's a really wise person who can have a funeral that, no, that that side of my life is gone. I had a friend who, years and years ago, I was crossing the street in Boise and I was just going to dinner with friends. And he was kind of amazing because he was, you know, kind of this big man on campus and would always go out and be playing basketball and kind of had kind of this great life. And then he finds the love of his life and he gets married and they have a kid. And at that point, I hadn't seen him in a while. And I'm crossing the street and lo and behold, he's the car right in front of the crosswalk. So he honks and I was happy to see him. And so I said, Christian, what are you doing? And he says, oh, he says, oh, we ran out of diapers. So I had to run to the (laughs) door and get diapers. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because, wow, the mighty have fallen. You know, it's like it's like he had to leave his football game or something and go get diapers. Yeah, and you know what though? He was happy with that. And I said, "Well, what's going on in your life?" And he says, "Honestly, all we're trying to do is get sleep." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything goes to the baby. And here's the amazing part: I thought that was noble of him. You know, he he's no longer playing the basketball and doing all this stuff. 
even when they wanted to go to a movie, they couldn't go to a movie because having a baby is this loss of control over your former life. Yep. So even with a, a, the birth of a child, there's a death. And it is dangerous not to accept the many deaths to get to a better life. Like I know this girl, she got pregnant and then she got pregnant by the same guy again. She didn't change any of her life. He didn't change any of her life. He had 10 kids from different women. And of course, she wants to keep her same life. And she dies in a car accident at 3 a.m. in the morning from partying. And the grandmother has to raise the two children. But of all 10 children, he was never a father. And so, like, I think there's something incredibly dangerous not to accept the many funerals to get to a better life. Even, like, this surprised me. You know, the most dangerous time in a woman's life is when she's pregnant. Because some men freak out. That it's going to, they realize, wow, this is going to cost them everything. I've had men in confession who really, they feel guilty, but they kind of resent the birth of the child. Now, they're not sociopaths. They're just articulating the, this overwhelming, wow, life is going to be different. But you know what you're, what you're really illustrating here is, you know, you're, you're not accepting the death. And so you're kind of living in this constant state of frustration with the life that, that you have. It's like when you have a baby or when, uh, I mean, any kind of a situation that makes you change your life, be less selfish, unless you accept it, you can't really see what's on the other side and how wonderful it is. I mean, right. spending so time with your kids. People and, want change. What they can't stand is transition. Yep. And like I even like that whole thing, why it's dangerous is like just actually yesterday, this person called from California to talk to me. And 20 years ago, I was going to Santa Clara University, met some great people down there. And this woman called because she's still upset about her ex pastor from the parish that I'd occasionally help out with. And I was like, oh, my God, that was 20 years ago. Let it go, woman. Like, I know he. He was very prickly and, and hard, but she's calling I'm me 20 years later. You know, it's dead. Have a funeral and move on to happy. It's dangerous for you or other people not to accept these transitions, not to accept that there's many funerals in her life. That's dangerous to accept. Now nah, there's time to say goodbye and have a funeral. That leads to the good. And so... Like even the Bible says, you know, Christ comes to free us from death. The fear of death no longer has any power over us. Like because all my life I've been having these little funerals and Christ has shown us the way. The way to life is through the cross and Christ is not going to abandon us. He's going to be with us in all those transitions, all those funerals. And so, wow, death has no power anymore. Okay, Father Lynn. You've mentioned the way of the cross earlier in this episode, and then you just said Christ has shown us the way of life is through the cross, and and that he's not going to abandon us. He's going to be with us through these transitions and deaths and funerals we've been talking about, uh, so that death doesn't have any power on us anymore. So can you kind of explain this life through the cross or the way of the cross for our listeners? So it's the one, one of the things Christ promised is we will get a cross. 
That's what he promised. And the cross means this. The way of the cross means dying to your ego and your selfishness and your greed and all your fears. So the way of the cross is the way of death. Dying to all those things that really prevent the fullness of life. So we would say the way of the cross, dying to fear, anger, greed, selfishness, actually leads to life. So you're free from greed and hate and fear. That way you're truly, truly set free. And we'd say, you know, that leads to life. The opposite of the way of the cross is, no, I need more. And I can't lose anything. I need more everything. And more hair, more wealth, more security, more. We'd say, actually, that makes you more and more a prisoner of fear and greed. This great German mystic, I love this, this great German mystic, he was controversial, but he put it this way, and it's a paradox, where he says, everybody thinks the spiritual life is about more, getting more, getting more. Uh, the spiritual life is about not addition, but subtraction. <laughs> that, you know, you subtract out your ego and selfishness, and then God has more room to put wisdom and freedom and love so the way of the cross is a way of subtraction. And so God ultimately, I mean, so so Christ showed us this. He actually demonstrated it by dying on the cross, and then he's resurrected. Right. But then he says, okay, and now I did it, and now I'm going to help you do the same exact thing. But you know what Christ is offering us is the freedom from poverty, the fear of humiliation. Like this whole year, I'm praying every morning the litany of humility, it's to be free from all these fears of ridicule and da 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 da. The truly humble are set free. That death, sickness, poverty, it has no power over me. And that's what faith does. Faith, in a way, is a means of saying goodbye to all of that stuff. It's about having faith in that particular area. Without these little funerals to say goodbye to the fears and transitions, you can't accept change. And you'll you have to die to all these various fears. And today I was talking to somebody who was confronted by an atheist on Ash Wednesday. And the atheists, of course, they knew the answer. But why do you have ashes on your head? And he said, oh, it, it celebrates death. And the atheist said, well, that's just depressing. Who would want to think about death? But I think they're like the woman who's lying in the hospital bed who thought too late of death and ignored the important things of life. So is the question life or death? Well, it's kind of a trick question. The spiritual life is this choice between death and life, but in a way, it's a trick question. Because those who choose a type, a types of death, dying to hate and selfishness and fear and my own agenda and whatever addictions, they are choosing life. Those who choose life right now, that it's got to stay the same, no change, no growth in love or compassion. What they're really choosing is death. So this is trick. And so to choose life in this backwards way, you have to first choose many funerals. And there's a sign that I like in the monastery of St. Paul in Greece and Mount Athos. And the sign says, if you die before you die, when you die, you will not die. <laughs> I just I love all that. And so like Christ we may have to be broken open and poured out. We accept the way of the cross.
because it leads to great life and happiness. You know, Father Len, I, I never really thought of death being associated with transitions and becoming happier, uh, becoming a better person. It made me think of something that I should have died to, and I should have died to my pride. Years ago, I got this job that I always dreamed of, and 18 months later, I was fired. And I was so proud, I could never tell anybody that I got fired. I just could not face that. In fact, I sat by my pool in San Diego, California, and drank beer for a year. And, you know... It's the Irish way. (laughs) But, you know, I realize now... And, and I, you know, I've realized this, you know, for, for a while, but I didn't, I didn't associate it with a death, this dying to this pride. If I'd, have been, if I'd have been able to die to that and been able to talk to people about what actually happened, I would have had way more options. I would have had people reaching out to help me. I would have, had, I would have been able to see the path forward. But instead, I couldn't see anything. I was trapped in my pride. And, you, you know, know, that reminds me of two things. One, there's this positive psychologist, I forget his name, from New York. Positive psychology is kind of this new field where what makes for people to be happy? How come some people end up happy? And this one guy clicked on that just little idea that, wow, I have to conquer every fear because he was kind of a frightened person. Mm -hmm. He was terrified about asking a woman out on a date. And so he kind of thought, you know, there's this whole spiritual tradition of conquering your fear by dying to it. So he decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And he would just randomly ask some woman out on a date. Now, yeah, he got turned down plenty of times, but suddenly he's no longer afraid of asking women. And then he tried it with everything. And he realized, wow, just conquering fear sets you free to see the world completely different. Totally gives this talk it's a great ted talk where he talks about you know he wanted to be very successful but he realized the reason why he's not successful is that he's always being held back by his own fear so he does the same experiment where he decides to conquer his fear and he just did like 50 things that would conquer his fear and they're just goofy things like he would go to mcdonald's and after he eats his hamburger would come back and say can i have a hamburger refill (laughs) and they'd say well what are you talking about he says well you have a drink refills. Shouldn't there be a hamburger refill? Of course, they don't give it to him, but that's not the point. Just to be able to say it. Or he'd walk up to a stranger. This is one of the 50. He'd walk up to a stranger and would say, can I have 50 bucks? <laughs> and usually, you know, most people would say no, or why do you need it? And like, he doesn't even want the 50 bucks. He just wants to get over the fear. So this psychologist had these people be exposed to, to fear. So let's say you were, I just think this is funny. If you're living in New York, you'd have them ride the subways and their homework for that week would be to yell out what stop is coming up, which of course people know you can just see it on the map and <laughs> like, okay, Main Street, everybody off for Main Street. And they just thought it was crazy, but just dying to fear. I think that sets you free. And what I love is that's the way of the cross. You know, Christ came to die for us but yeah and we're supposed to join christ on the cross die to all our fear so truly celebrate love and life and happiness as i said there's a lot of funerals on that bridge to happiness i love that 
dying to to make a better life, recognizing what you need to die to. That's awesome. I never really thought about that, Father Lynn. So I, I think you met the promise. I don't think we went morbid at all. I, I think this turned out great. I hope all of you listening got as much out of this conversation as I did. And we welcome your comments and questions. It's easy to get those to us. You just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. And you click on the questions button. There's a bunch of ways to get things to us. And if you're enjoying the Wrestling With God show, please share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people discover us. And we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm -hmm.